imposing grandeur, the quality or state of being impressive or awesome. The purpose of studying theology and reading books, it's it's not to gain our own intellect, but rather it is to bring us to Him. Because when you see how glorious and how holy and how majestic our Creator is, the more you worship Him. He is our imposing grandeur. Welcome to our third roundtable segment for Imposing Grandeur Radio. Once again, these roundtable episodes are episodes in which we take a small break from our current series and exchange our notes for a cup of coffee, even though we drink coffee regardless, to engage in casual conversation about things that are worth talking about. With that being said, these episodes are designed to be a lot more chill, but that doesn't mean things aren't going to get vulnerable. Topics won't get deep and theological discussion won't be brought up because knowing us, we will connect a concept to illustrate the cosmic conflict of the universe. All jokes, but you know what I mean. So without further ado, today's topic for our third IG roundtable is intentionality. Yes. (laughs) All righty, ladies. Um, so, for some listening, they're probably like, wow, this is a very interesting topic. You don't hear a lot of uh, podcast topics about this. So, I guess to kick it off, let's discuss why is the practice of intentionality and, like, what do we mean by that? And why is it important in the life of the believer? So, intentionality can be seen in a lot of different aspects of your life. First of all, as Christians, we want to be obviously intentional about our faith. That can come in being intentional in prayer. Intentional in time in the word, intentional just time of worship, setting aside time where you're not distracted to spend time with God. That's something that I know I personally struggle with, with all the distractions we have just around us all the time. But also intentionality can be seen and is very important in relationships, earthly relationships, not just with our relationship with God. And so we can see that in friendships, in parent-to-child relationships, in marriages, dating relationships. Intentionality is huge. And when it's not present, things can get dicey because communication cannot be had. True loving relationship when intentionality is not there is really hard to have. So it's a really big deal. And I think it's something that is not often talked about. And there's so many things that we could cover in this. So we probably won't cover every way you can be intentional in every relationship, but we just want to talk about intentionality in general. Yeah, I think that's a good um, start for what we're aiming for in this episode and what we're going to talk about. Um, I also think it's important to talk about intentionality because God is intentional with us. Like God doesn't do anything unintentionally. And um, like we want to be like God in every way that we can be and um, or model his character. And so I just think of like scripture and how it has all these narratives, but one meta narrative, like one overarching narrative of like Christ and stuff and how intentional God was and purposeful in planning all of that and how he intentionally seeks out people and brings them to himself. Like, so I think about those things and I think about my life and how being intentional in earthly things, like you were saying, Avery, it re- there's so many benefits to that. Like 
communication um, increases and just re- their relationship can grow stronger that way. So I think that's like why it, a good reason why it would probably be important too in our lives. Right. And I think this whole topic combats that false perception that, I mean, like, for example, the truth that God is sovereign and in control. I mean, that can issue two responses. It can issue a passive reaction or an active reaction. And I think those whole concept of intentionality helps fuel that that notion of, you know, our relationship with God is not passive. It's not like like, yes, he saves us and he redeems us, but also we are required to be obedient to him and to be good stewards of our time in which he has given us and the resources that he has given us. And so it is, it is, there is this um, obedience that is required on our part and it's not contingent on our salvation. You know, like we're not like we have to do this like perfectly or else we're not saved, but it is intentional, you know, like you have to make time, you have to prioritize and same with earthly, earthly relationships. I think, um, especially in the United States, we kind of um, are under this false fog of belief in that, oh, things will just happen naturally or like this will just happen. You know, like it's kind of lazy, you know, like there, but there Mm -hmm. is this whole other, no, like you need to reach out to somebody if you see that they're struggling. You can't just see that that's very present on social media and just dismiss it for, oh, well, they'll find help or, oh, this will just happen. Like this will make it like everything will work out in the end. Um, Like, no, like you have to be intentional. And there's this it's not always pleasant because you have to give up your own time and energy, but it is rewarding because you're doing what Mm. you were made to do because God is an intentional God and has made us to be beings that are very intentional and aware of needs around us, but also intentional in our relationship with him. So although it is, it is work, it is not to diminish the fact that it is work and effort, but it is more rewarding than anything else you will do, which is doing what you were created to do. Yeah. And Alexa, I thought that was interesting how you were talking about the sovereignty of God and how there's either like a passive reaction to that or like a um, what was the other word you used? Passive. Like active, yeah. Active. Well, I think that's like everything because everything right. you do from the moment you wake up, you're either passively reacting or actively reacting. And mm-hmm. it's like, are you going to like discipleship, for example? You could mm. be passive in a discipleship type of relationship or a friendship. Let's talk about friendship. You could be passive in a friendship. And you can be active participant in that friendship as well. And so it's like, what are you going to choose? And like yeah. you were saying, Alexa, it it is hard work being active in relationships, in Bible study, in all these other things. Um, but it's rewarding. Before we move on or discuss anything else about what intentionally intentionality is and why it's important, I just thought of a story. Um her, it's about a lady named Rosaria Butterfield, which I'm sure some of you have heard. If not, she's a great person to read about. Um, she also writes a lot about intentionality through hospitality. That uh, was a mouthful. But um, her story is essentially she was a lesbian feminist professor at a university, and this pastor and his wife were extremely intentional in her, her life. And by that, I mean they um, – the pastor would constantly like write rebuttals to her pieces in the newspaper and she would write him back. So they got a working conversation going there and then he would invite her over for dinner. I think it was like every week 
and prepare to have debates with her and talk to her and present the gospel to her. It was a him and his wife played a very active role in Rosaria's life. And as a result of that, she came to faith. And so the lazy, passive person doesn't get to experience the joy of actively and intentionally pursuing somebody for the kingdom. Um, so I was I, I was just thinking about that story and how like how cool that was to show like a clear picture of intentionality and in, in work. Yeah, for real. And I think like ultimately like using Jesus as our, our example. I mean, yesterday I was even reading in my quiet time in Matthew 9, we see that Jesus is sitting and reclining with the tax collectors and sinners. You know, he sought out these people and the Pharisees saw that and they were really upset about it. They're like, why does your teacher sit with these people that are obviously, I mean, the lowest of the lows of society, but he's seeking out these people. I mean, Luke 1910 says that he came to seek and save the lost. And I think, Annie, like your example, it's like we as believers cannot just walk through this world and think, oh, well, lost people will come to me. And then when they express to me that they have a desire to know the gospel, which it doesn't happen very often, um, then I will be able to give them like a defense for why I believe what I believe, you know, but Jesus sought these people out. I mean, I just think of like Zacchaeus, you know, like mm. he was the hated tax collector and he was curious about Jesus, but he climbed a tree because one, he was short, but also he was just so hated among society. And Jesus just looked at him and he was like, I am dining at your house tonight, Zacchaeus. You know, like, um, I just think that, it, that he paints such a, a great example of intentionality, seeking these people out. I mean, we're called to be fishers of men. How do we fish? You go to where the fish are. Mm -hmm. You don't just plop in the middle. Like you don't just find a little creek and then put a hook in the water and hope some fish will appear. No, you go deep sea fishing and you go to where the fish are because that is the prime spot. I mean, I'm not a fisher. I don't really know much about it, but I do know <laughs> this. And it doesn't take much knowledge to know is that if you want to catch fish, you go to where the fish are. You know, it's just common sense. Yeah. And I think it's also... It's not just with unbelievers that you're to be intentional with. You need to be intentional with believers too, because there are believers in your life that need you. You God gifts every member of the church with different things, and your gifts are needed throughout the body. And it's like if you're not intentionally seeking out ways to use your gifts to serve those within the church, you're probably not going to be doing that for the lost either. So it's just it literally applies to every type of relationship. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, obviously we're not all speaking from a, a position of expertise, you know? I mean, I just think about literally yesterday because um, we were all talking and I, I mean, for me personally, it had been a really long week. I was super busy. I was, I mean, it's kind of like the finals week for my whole graduate school. So I'm writing papers every single day. Um, but I was just so busy and I ended up reaching out to Annie and Avery through Marco Polo because that's how we primarily communicate. And just expressing to them, hey, this is why I've been MIA. This is what's kind of on my plate. This is just kind of what I'm dealing with right now. And I need prayer and I need encouragement. And for me, that was I, like I had two choices that day. I could either say, you know, what, I haven't talked to them in so long. I could just kind of just keep it like that and then, you know, continue our conversation whenever I have time. Or I can be vulnerable and shed light to them onto how my life is looking right now and how I need help. And I mean, once I was intentional about 
being vulnerable and opening myself up to them. And I mean, risking them being like, Alexa, yeah, you've been such a horrible friend. Why haven't you responded to any of our messages? You know, I mean, I didn't think they were going to do that. But from simply just opening myself up to that and being intentional about having that communion of the saints, you know, like having that influence in my life, they just poured into my life just so much encouragement. And it was seriously such a highlight of my week being able to be poured into after pouring so much out and just being so, so dry. I mean, it was just such a gift. And it was within that moment where I was like, like God has designed relationships to be so beautiful and so rewarding. I mean, like this whole aspect of an aspect of intentionality would not like this encouragement would not be able to exist if intentionality was not present. If they were not intentional about being good friends to me and giving me encouragement where I needed it. And then also if I was not intentional about seeking help, if I wasn't intentional about being vulnerable with what was going on, you know, and I just think this applies, like Annie was saying, to so many different facets of our life, you know, um, whether it's we're hurting or we see somebody hurting or we see somebody lost that needs help or there's just so many different ways in which this is applicable, you know? Mm. Yeah, so I feel like we hashed that out pretty well. Um, well, so now let's talk about some practical tips for intentionality. Um, to kick us off, I know for me, like sometimes not having a super busy schedule and having total freedom makes me kind of unintent. Like I become unintentional because I just have so much time and. Something to help me combat that is I have a planner and every single day I will write text so-and-so, text so-and-so, text so-and-so, and then I have the time. So I try to schedule three meetings with people I haven't talked to or seen in a while. And um, that is what helps me be intentional. And if I tell somebody, mm -hmm. I'll text you. I set an alarm for the next day so that I will text them because otherwise I will forget and that is dishonest, first of all, to say I would do it. But it helps me, again, be more intentional to remember. Um, so if you're like that and you need, you have a bunch of time and you're struggling where to start, I would just start there and saying, I'm going to text two people this week and writing down the day that you're going to do that. I love that, Annie. That was something I was going to mention. Not that we are perfect, like Alexa is saying, we're not perfect at being intentional, but... I think on the flip side, when I'm really busy, I get overwhelmed because I want to be an intentional in ways that I can't be because I've had I have priorities that I have to and responsibilities I have to fulfill and focus on that I miss having those face-to-face -face times and having ample time to meet with people. And yes, there's a time and place to carve out time for those face-to-face -face meetings and um, time together, but I've had, especially this year, had to change, you know, how to be intentional from afar um, when I am busy, especially living in another state where most of my friends are and um, having friends that live long distance. Um, I've had to find more creative ways to be intentional with my friendships. And I think one big thing for me is um, when I'm praying for someone or God has laid them on my heart or they have shared something with me that they want me to pray for trying to write down that prayer request and then also write it, like Annie said, in my planner for like a week from when they shared it to like follow up and be like, hey, how was that? How are you doing with this? 
And that has been helpful for me because I think it's easy just to be like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And you pray like right then when they text you. But then like a week later, will you remember to text them? Probably not. So for me, the reminders, writing it down is huge. Also, um, like if I go on walks every day to take my dog on walks. And so um, calling people and being like, hey, can I call you on Wednesday at 10 a.m.? I'd love to catch up with you. And being able to be intentional in phone conversations to friendships that I won't get to see on a day-to-day basis because I live far away or I don't have the time or whatever it may be. Um, Or if you don't have time for an hour-long conversation, um, you know, writing a quick note for someone, dropping it in the mail, or um, I don't know, Venmoing them five bucks, being like, hey, go get a coffee on me. I miss you. Love you stuff like that. There's so many ways you can be intentional without carving out a five-hour day to be with somebody. And I think that was something that's been convicting and humbling for me, especially um, being married and then just moving to another state and really desiring to have relationships, even with Alexa and Annie, where I wish I was in person with them every day like we used to be. And having to be creative and being busy is not an excuse to get out of being intentional. And um, I think Mm. that was something that I was dealing with and the Lord really humbled me of there are ways you can be praying for somebody for afar. There's, you can send a quick text that does not take much time, maybe 20 seconds out of your day to say, Hey, I love you, miss you. What can I be praying for? There's so many ways to be intentional. And then too, when you do get a chance to talk to those people that you want to be intentional about, have a few questions in your mind that you want to ask them, not that you have to bombard them with questions, but um, be mindful. Am I talking too much about, am I complaining too much? Am I talking too much about things that I'm dealing with? What is something that I can ask them that I know that they're going through? Or, hey, I know this person's mom's sick. I need to make an effort of being like, how's your mom doing? Or I don't know what's going on in their life. What is something that's really good going on in your life right now? What is something that's really hard? What can I be praying for? Just a simple question to show them that you care for them more than just catching up with like, hey, what's been going on in your job? What have you been doing? You know, finding deeper heart questions because in this country, we like to be surface level. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. But get digging deeper because as Christians and dealing with unbelievers too, we are supposed to love God and love people and intentionality is a part of that. And that's something that we can't get out of as Christians. We need to be able to be bold in the way that we love people and pray for them and ask them those hard questions. Avery, that was excellent advice. And I love how you were saying that part about questions because I think through that, you control the you're controlling the conversation in a way where you can bring Christ into it. And so when you're asking those surface level questions, just hey, what's up, blah blah blah, you're almost making it more difficult for you to bring Christ into those conversations. And um so just being mindful that you can create a conversation in a way that brings Christ into it, which is a practice and no one's going to be perfect at that. It's going to take work. Mm-hmm. Um But something that also came to my mind was intentionality within your local church. We need to be serving in the church. God has, like I mentioned earlier, gifted each one of us with gifts. And you need to be intentional within your local body and ask how you can use your gifts to serve others in the church. Because the Bible talks about how as Christians, we should be serving and caring most of all for one another. Because what a testament to others outside that are non-believers 
to see how much we love and serve and are intentional with one another. So that was something I, and that looks, again, it's going to look different for everybody else. This isn't a hard and fast, you must do this to be a good Christian rule book. We're just giving ideas and suggestions and right. um, it's a heart motive too. Like, do you, is your desire for intentionality there? Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like Avery, you were saying you desired that and the Lord showed you ways that you can be intentional even in a busy season. But if you're not looking for that, you're not going to find it. You're not going to find how to be. Right. And I would say like going off of that, like, yes, it's intentionality, but maybe you're not doing a lot of the talking, you know, like Avery was saying, like, analyze yourself. Are you talking too much? Like, ask questions, ask good questions to people. I mean, I just know from my own experience, I know when somebody cares and when somebody doesn't. And let me tell you, like, we are not good at masking that. You look like if you ask me when I'm walking in the hallway and you're about to pass me, and you're like, how are you? And I like, I'm going to tell you I'm good because I have like 0.02 <laughs> seconds in the conversation. Like, I'm not going to stop and be like, you know what? Can we actually talk about this? <laughs> like, I was late in getting to class this morning. I didn't even have coffee yet. And I'm just like really bummed out because this happened. You know, like you're not proving to me that you. And likewise, I do that all the time. Like, it's something that I've analyzed myself doing. I think we're just a rushed culture that wants to get from A to B to C to D, you know, like throughout our day, like we have our own tasks. And I think that's why intentionally intentionality is so important. You know, we're showing them like, look, I have my schedule and I know you have your schedule, but I'm taking time to show you that I care about you and your well-being, that I am interrupting my schedule in order to ask you questions and listen to you because nobody just wants to be talk like talk to I mean of course there is a time to talk and there is a time to listen like the Bible says but I think like just listening like there are so many things that you can find especially if you are one to talk a lot um like I've had people um ask me really intentional questions and they're questions that are very specific and just like like you can just tell like instead of how are you doing it's like how are you doing today? Like, you know, it's like the tone, first of all, changes or not even asking, how are you doing? They say, how's your heart? You know, it's like, oh, okay. Like you actually care about my well-being, you know? Um, But also too, I wanted to add, like in terms of practicality, like if you're thinking, oh, being intentional is so hard, I have to set a reminder on my phone to think about somebody or I have to do this in order to reach out to somebody, which I'm completely like Annie and Avery. I have to write stuff down a lot of the time. But I would argue that you are more of a thoughtful person than you might be giving yourself credit to. Like, for example, if you go to the store and you see something and it reminds you of somebody, take the extra five seconds and take a picture of that thing and send it to them and be like thinking of you. You know, like it doesn't have to be a romantic thing, but like just be like, hey, just thought of you or hey, I know that you really like this like energy drink, like just thinking about you. um, Or even today, like I sent two GIF like um text to my friend and I was just like thinking of you because every time I see these I just am reminded of you and like you know (laughs) small things like that and I just know because I do that um I do that to people because people have done it to me and it's made me feel so just like special and like so sought out like wow you thought of me and you showed it to me and one of the rules that I personally have is that if I think about something um, pertaining to somebody. So like if I see Annie wearing an autumn colored sweater and it's just so beautiful on her, like I feel inclined to tell her that, or even if it's somebody I don't even know, like I remember being at school and somebody just looks so beautiful and I wanted to tell her that. And I just remember going up to her and being like, this might sound so weird, but 
I just have this rule that if I think about something really sweet, like that could easily make somebody's day, I want to tell them that because it makes no sense keeping it in my mind when what I could say can make their day. And so I just want to say you look beautiful or your eyes look so blue today and they just stand out, you know, like certain things like that, because things come to your mind. Like you have thoughts, you, you think about, oh, they look really beautiful today. Like, don't keep that aside. Like go and be intentional, be active about communicating that to them. And who knows, maybe they've had a really rough day and they're like, wow. I mean, I remember when I was in eighth grade, somebody complimented the sweater that I had in eighth grade people. I'm 24. In eighth grade, and they complimented it. And I just, rem- like, they were like, you always just look so beautiful in that orange color. And I still have that sweater. <laughs> like, I mean, granted, it still fits me, and I I love it. But, like, every time I wear it now, I think about that one compliment. Like, things, words stick to us people. We are relational beings. So I just wanted to share that and encourage you. Like, if you have a thought about somebody, let them know that you're thinking about them. Because it just doesn't do any good to just keep it in your mind. You know, you might as well make somebody's day. Yeah, I love that, Alexa. And going off of that, too, I think it's easy to be overwhelmed of all the ways that you can be intentional and all the way all the people you want to be intentional towards. And God can help you with those things, like coming to him in prayer and being like, Lord, lay upon my heart those that need encouragement. And like you were saying, Alexa, those people who might have a really hard day, it might suddenly pop into your head. Let me text this person I haven't talked to in a year and ask them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I've had you know, things before or I've had a really, really hard day and someone I haven't talked to in so long just texts me and says like, hey, you have been on my heart all day long. What can I be praying for? And that can be means the world. And so I think the Holy Spirit, of course, mm. knows each and every one of us, our hearts inside and out. And he knows no better than anyone, like more than anyone, what we need. And when we are praying, God, help me to be intentional to those people and help me to be a vessel for you and be the hands and feet of Christ. He will give us those opportunities and will prompt us to do those things. Um, I've seen it in my life. I've seen people do it to me and it can be some of the most encouraging things and such sweet evidences of the way that God cares for us and shepherds us. Um, and two, Alexa, what you talked about reminded me also is sometimes our intentionality towards somebody, we're not going to feel the warm, fuzzy feeling of, oh, that was so sweet of me to do, or I feel like they really liked that or felt loved. Sometimes when you're really intentional, you might not feel in return that that person received it well, or you might not feel encouraged or built up in the way you spent your time, went out of your way to love them. And you might have to be intentional in ways that you wouldn't personally feel loved by, just with having a different love language or you know, maybe it's a friend or a spouse or a sibling that's really hard to love in whatever season you're in. And being obedient to the Lord and being a servant of Christ, we are called to love and be intentional to that person. And that's not always going to be a fun thing. It it is work and it does take a lot of humility and we're going to feel that sometimes. Yeah, Avery, that was a great segue into our last question. Um, which is how do you love and forgive the unintentional? Because yes, we've all been unintentional at some point in our life, but we've also probably been the recipient of um, unintentional behavior. Um, And it's funny, something I read yesterday that was completely unrelated to the topic of intentionality, it was talking about counseling unbelievers. And this person was saying, when Christians are, 
counseling or in this case being intentional to people that won't receive it or unintentional back towards us, um, it's important to remember that we're going to have to be long-suffering, patient, and compassionate Mm -hmm. because, again, at the end of the day, if they're not in Christ, they have no motivation, honestly, to – to be intentional towards you, to care about you. And so we don't base for me loving and forgiving some a friend. Often I something I've really experienced in the past year is I have a lot of friends here who I really pour into and they don't care about me. I and I I think they would say they do on a surface level, but they don't know anything about me. Most of them don't even know I'm still in school. They I can list the long list of things they don't know about me. And um it, it can be really hurtful, and I don't want to say that those feelings aren't there, but just remembering they're not Christians, and mm. they're not going to care for me the way Christ Church does or the way Christ does, and that's okay because that's it, di- it differentiates very wonderfully how Christ changes us and makes us more like Him. So um, those feelings are valid. They are real when you feel hurt. But if the person that's being unintentional is not a believer, it's really important that you remember that that's just reality. They're not going to be intentional because they don't have Christ. Yeah, I love that, Annie. And too, I think it's even as Christians, we hurt each other. You know, Christians hurt fellow Christians at times. And there's times I know even in our friendship Mm -hmm. of us three, we've, you know, I know I've hurt you guys and vice versa. And whether it's intentional or not, you know, the hurt is there because we're sinners. And forgiveness and loving those people and loving people that are unbelievers who are unintentional or maybe really close friends that don't have the capacity of being intentional in your life at whatever season or time it is, it's really hard to love and forgive them anyway. And, um, you know, that is why God promises us things that are going to be a struggle and things that we can't do without his help. And I've noticed too in my life that something that has been huge for me is just praying for that person that has been really hard to um, love or forgive, just praying for them daily. Like, God, these thoughts that I have towards this person or how I feel when I'm with them is just really hard for me to feel like I have a friendship when it's a 90-10 relationship like you were talking about, Annie, and alluding to some of those friendships that you feel like you have. As you pray for those people, you will see your heart soften towards them. And with the Lord's help, you can forgive and love them even when they're not being loving or intentional towards you. And um, I know for me, that has been super humbling. I think also, too, when you are hurt by people unintentionally and you're trying to love them and forgive them, it's really helpful to kind of do an internal inventory and ask yourself, why did this hurt me so much? Or why am I reacting this way? Or um, why do I expect them to act this certain way? Or why do I want them to act this way? And I think that that's, that will really show you a lot of your own heart, but then also like um, maybe the next steps that you can take forward. I think just self-reflecting and being like, what is your thought process through this whole thing? Is there anyone you can talk to about this? Like anybody, any mentor that you can seek and maybe have them be intentional, you know, like asking them to be intentional to you because you need it, you know, and asking them specific questions like, what are you reading in your quiet time and how can you apply it to your life? You know, like having that accountability, I think that's really important. Yeah, that was, um, both of y'all gave really good advice. Um, I'm especially glad, Alexa, you mentioned about like analyzing your own motives because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. like 
forgiveness of somebody else's sin is saying, I'm not going to let their sin cause me to sin. So it's like, it involves some humility to be able to acknowledge, A, I've been the unintentional before, and B, like, Mm -hmm. what is this underlying, what is the underlying feeling that I have that makes me upset? I think that was good. Um, And Avery, everything you said too. Um, But did y'all want to add anything else before we close out? I just had one more thing. I think something that I've figured out about myself is I've put too much of my um, fulfillment in what people think or how they love me. And I've realized that I don't always have my contentment in Christ, but rather those that know me and love me well around me. And I think a lot of that hurt from someone being unintentional in your life can come from, you know, having high expectations and putting your contentment in man versus in God. And so I think just speaking on us examining our own hearts and motives, like you both were talking about, um, praying that the Lord would reveal those times that you are putting too much of your contentment in man versus putting it in him instead. And I think that will help with a lot of our discomfort or hurt when people are unintentional with us. Yeah, that was a good point. Expectations definitely play a part in how we react to people who aren't being intentional to us. I think that's the the culprit in disguise, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that was um that was good. Well, thank y'all for joining in for on our third uh round table. Um, I always enjoy listening to y'all's love, you lovely ladies' wisdom, and so um, <laughs> I look forward to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if any of our listeners you want to be intentional and send us some roundtable ideas for the future, we will always be accepting <laughs> that. Um, Please, what a segue! <laughs> calling y'all out, just kidding, <laughs> but um. Anyways, thank you for listening and can't wait to talk to y'all again.